Hellenist Heretics and Hiero fans. Once again, you're joining us here on Nightcrawlers. Uh, it's me, Ed, Trent, the great, beautiful, wonderful man he is, and Josh being here again. I'm more handsome than beautiful, kind of rugged, maybe. Definitely rugged. I'd say that's a absolute factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here again, though. So, <laughs> I used to, you prefer just being here, so I guess you can, like, if, you, if you insist. And so, today we're going to be talking about dreams. Um, we were going to go over just for a bit, we're just going to chat about what they mean. Uh, there's a lot of different ideas, spiritual sense, psychological sense, and we're going to go over some of our own dreams that we've had that we think would be fun stories to tell. Uh, the, you know, the ones that really fucking stick with you. Everyone's got at least one. Um, first things first, uh, what do y'all think about dreams? Like, do you think it's deeper psychological or spiritual or like, what do you think on them? I think that's a loaded question. That's what I think. Facts. It's so hard because a lot of people have a lot of similar dreams, but also uh, the personal takeaway is like the biggest thing. So like for me, I always tell people like, I don't have dreams a lot. Like, I rarely ever have dreams. But when I do, they're always, like, premonition-based. That's what I always tell. Because they always are. I'll dream about something, and then it could be either two weeks later or fucking... I think the farthest it's gone is, like, four years later. It's happened. Like, in real life. So, if we could induce you dreaming, like, give you some theta brainwave binaural beats, and force you into the state of mind where you would dream... We could use you like an oracle device. Uh, and yes, I am objectifying you as a device right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? Maybe. Possibly. You I, never know. Okay, this sounds like it needs an experiment, and I am so hard for that right now. But <laughs> I, I just envision like fucking in Josh's head like a crystal ball and just seeing my future fucking dead. Anyway. <laughs> it's, it's just it's crazy to me because the last, I think, like six to seven, maybe even eight years, the only dreams I've ever had from that point have just been like premonition-based. Okay, so I have looked a lot into um, reality checks, uh, you know, knowing you're dreaming, what have you. But that has led me to come across a lot of ways to help induce dreaming and the proper things you should do to get into that state of mind. Remember your dreams, you know, keep a dream journal, all that. I feel like we should go over this and try to see if we can do something with this. Because I would love to use you as a weapon for the future. Now... (laughs) God, I could see Josh turning into Terminator. <laughs> no. Man, I just want... You know what? what's crazy is as a kid, I've always wanted the power of like telekinesis. I always thought that was like the rawest power. I mean, because if, I it's str- it. if it's strong enough, you could fly with it. You could do whatever you want. I mean, have you ever played the video game on GameCube, uh, Second Sight? Then you would mm. understand... There's just the power you could have from telekinesis and, like, the actual aspect of, you know, day-by-day bullshit. Have y'all ever watched the movie Chronicle? Yes. That Uh, is one of my favorite movies. I haven't. Chronicle, you should watch it, Ed. I mean, like, it's telekinesis. It's all the, like, the physical aspect of, like, moving things with your mind. It's not, like, reading people's minds or anything like that. Like, you know, the, I guess the mental aspect of it. But it's all the physical. Still really good, though. 
Because it's a good explanation of, like, what going fucking crazy with power is like, basically. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just all the downfall that comes with it and the mental toll. I think I actually saw it in theaters with my family. It's a really good movie. You should check it out. But back to the category of dreams. I, I don't think that our dreams could be, like, futuristic or whatever you can see yourself in the future. Mm. I mean, I do have a lot of deja vu with a lot of dreams I've I'm still had. weaponizing Josh. Uh, I mean, obviously. I'm down <laughs> for it. Like, he said, mm, maybe, and that sounds like yes to me. I didn't say no. Well, yeah. there you go. I will make some paperwork. You could sign it, like, like some agreements and shit, if it'd make you more comfortable. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> I'll bring the pen. <laughs> I mean, I believe Ed when he says he did it before, honestly. Only with hypnosis, you know, which is another thing that might come into play here for helping you with that. But that's beside the point. Go on, Trent. <laughs> I kind of got this look in his eye that'd be like, I'm serious. <laughs> but did you ever think for a second I was joking, motherfucker? <laughs> no, no I, I did not. But um, I have. I grew up and I had a lot of night terrors, and that kind of cha- changed up my perspective on dreaming because now, even though I did have a lot of deja vu dreams, I had dreams that I would base video games off of. I had dreams that I actually was making video games. But I also had night tears that would fucking blow your mind and traumatize you to your very fucking core. <laughs> See, because yeah. we're going to be talking about personal dreams here in a, a little bit later. But, like, all the personal dreams that I'm going to be talking about are dreams, for the most of them, or dreams that I had when I was, like, five and dude you remember those because those are the last dreams that i i've had like i don't have i when i say i don't have dreams except for like premonition based ones i mean it like i'm dead serious i can remember (laughs) all my premonition based ones after they happen i know trent's laughing at the face i'm making yeah no honestly but like like, there's (laughs) i think there's two i think it's two two dreams that i remember from when i was five and then the rest are premonition based. So I should have brought my lab coat. I'm going <laughs> mad scientist on this bitch. I want to figure this shit out. Actual so. <laughs> lobotomies. I think Ed might do one. <clears throat> no, I don't. A trans-orbital lobotomy. You insert the ice. We've already done this. <laughs> You've already done this. Yeah, but I don't think on a show that we're actually airing. I don't, like maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, for ten dollars a month on Patreon, you can <laughs> <laughs> you can get that cut. <laughs> oh I mean, I my ship god! It. I ship a lot of things. But yeah, just, just no, just like, Amazon. <laughs> just a fucking thirty-minute episode where it's all just me explaining different procedures. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh. dreams is the topics. So. Yes. God. Oh, no, I, I know that there's, like, premonition dreams that's kind of running into the psychic territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I Most of my dreams that I remember, I die in, in one way or another, for real, uh, which I've always kind of just been at peace with when the dream's happening. I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm not, I'm not Freud. I'm not, I'm not going to figure out what this means exactly for me. So, but, well, I, I have a question about that, then. Instead of dream theory... Do you subscribe to the to multiversal theory? 
Oof. when it comes to the dreams. Like, oh, whenever you die in a dream, it's another version of yourself dying in a different timeline. I don't Oof. know how a nuke going off in the sky while I'm in a desert wasteland happened in another timeline, but... Hey, you know? You know, parallel like... Universes I want to hear the story of that, Ed. <laughs> Listen, at parallel universes are true. There are over way many than infinity to count of. Let alone our galaxy is only stretched because... When you think of your galaxy right now, what do you see in your head? I can't I even I can't even way. comprehend what I see. There's I, just so much space. Most people see like a donut or like an oval. That's basically what I was thinking. I see I literally just see a grid that's just moving out. A lot of that's like all I arms see. going out from it of different like gaseous like strings basically. Yeah. See the whole perspective of galaxies is that they're only as much as we can perceive. So pretty much as much as they could see with a telescope is as much as they map it out to be, as much as it's stuck in our head through subliminal messages. Therefore, everybody or majority of everybody sees kind of a donut. Well, I'll do you one better. Okay, because people, scientists, people with degrees and years of research in this shit are starting to think now that it's all just one big like almost like linked brain like the universe is just like a brain every little thing that happens in space and beyond or whatever is like just a neuron that's firing almost like a black hole devouring something or a star exploding or just anything like that is just like some sort of neuron activation just on a way bigger scale this is a side tangent. Have y'all ever met someone so fucking dumb it hurts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to know a guy that thought Earth was a star and that every planet would be, like, if you were on Mars, then Earth would look like stars look like to us. And that fucked with me on a fundamental level. Like, I'm looking at, Trent has head cocked to the side, just completely confused here. And right I had to have this conversation with the man about the difference between a star and a planet. And he also thought, this is another thing from the same guy, he thought that we all evolved from black people. Not in the sense of how it actually, like, humanity developed in Africa, but he believed that because Native Americans had darker skin, that's how it worked. Because he thought we were all directly descended from Native Americans. He didn't understand the history of colonization. I mean, maybe not all of us, but majority of us, because the rapage and, uh, don't forget about, um... Yeah, but a lot of the people in America are, like, descendant of immigrants anyway. It's not even, like, Native Americans that they're tied to. It's it's immigrants from, like, Europe and shit like that. And the slaves they brought with them. This dude didn't know the difference between, like, a Native American and a black person. He thought if your skin wasn't white that it was kind of, like, just the same thing. But a lot of black people do have Native American in them. I know. I don't think I have any. Okay, so (laughs) regarding dreams, which was the point of this. Now, you you can either take it from two major perspectives are the ones that uh, seem to land. It is either that they are in some way related to the astral or they are in some way related to the subconscious Mm -hmm. which many people also think that there's overlap there that it is uh your own subconscious mind is more in touch with the supernatural and that that's kind of combining there i personally 
I don't really subscribe to the belief that they are supernatural in any way, but I am willing to give that credence. Quick question on the subject of supernatural. How many of you guys have seen dead relatives or someone you know who died in a dream after they died? I actually, for as superstitious as I am, I have not. Well, yeah, because all of yours are of the future. They're still going to be dead in the future. Well, I mean, it's it's not God that. It. <laughs> it's not that, but it's like, you know, my my like my grandfather passed away this year, and I thought maybe I was going to have, like, dreams or something about yeah. him, or, like, I'd see him in a dream or anything, and... It, it it just it never happened. It was always it was always something that you hear people talk about a lot. They're like, oh, when when you know when someone that you're close to passes away, be prepared to see them in like dreams or something like like. And, but it hasn't happened. I think that's for just me. called trauma. Like, I mean, it's de- it it definitely is trauma, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. But I think there's also like something else that's tied to it. Maybe I'm just not as spiritually rooted as I think I am. I don't know. See. But. I, I don't know. I, I think it's also another one of the things, too, that it's just all in your beliefs. And, like, I'm pagan, but I'm not, like, that that pagan. I'm not, like, yeah. that deep into it. Where yeah. I'm like, oh, I see all of my ancestors before me. <laughs> yes. but, yeah. As long as you can see the lottery numbers in front of you, then I'm good. <laughs> as long as you can see the road when you're driving, then I'm also good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all that really matters. <laughs> but, uh... Alright, so, honestly, I feel like I only seen one ancestor ever in my dreams, and when that shit happened, it was trippy as fuck, because I was only five, and, well, it wasn't an ancestor, actually, it was somebody I knew I'm that still died. not over you guys, like, remembering dreams from being five. That's, a, that's also very young, too, to, like, be able to, like, I get in a dream, anyway. Like, ki- Obviously, little kids are always prone to seeing, like, stuff that isn't there. But, like, in a dream specifically is, like, very... That's very weird. Yeah, it was definitely something and one of those things that was hard to forget. Because at the age of five, the first person who I ever knew who died was a friend of mine who was only 11 and had a brain tumor. And woke up for their grandparents' funeral. And died that same morning. So, everything about that sentence fucking made me sad. Yes, it was very traumatizing indeed. But I literally <coughs> saw them, the, I dreamed about them the night that they were, woke up and died. And then the night after. So, that was trippy. And all they did was sit there and stand at me, stand there and stare at me. And it was something else and they didn't say anything but i of course caught their name so this all this reminds me of something too because so Illuminati podcast yeah they do their episodes where they have um they have their viewers and people that listen to the podcast I send think in the second time you've brought them up yeah Second or third? Yeah, okay. But if you guys haven't told, I take a lot of inspiration from Chaluminati and Last Podcast on the Left. Those yeah, we are, are definitely just a generic ripoff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. But in a good way. We're, in a good way. We're great value brand. But <laughs> but what I do have to say is like, so Jesse, Jesse Cox, they do segments where he interprets listeners' dreams. And mm-hmm. he's a skeptic. Like on the highest degree. He's a skeptic. Yeah. 
funny thing. I didn't know he did a podcast. I have been subscribed to his YouTube for fucking forever. Yeah, but he he's funny as fuck, but he does a good job at, like, interpreting people's dreams, which is something I think we could look into. So if you guys have fucked up or, like, weird dreams that you don't understand, send it in. We can look up some guides and shit like that, and we can interpret your dreams. I really oh, feel... I'm definitely down for that Bro, shit. if people start sending stuff in, like, this... You know what? Here, one of y'all look up exactly what the email is. I want to plug this for people to be able to send in their stuff. It is, the email is nightcrawlersthirdshift at gmail.com. All right. And if you ever want to look us up, we are on RS feed, RSS feed. Yeah. And it's rss.com, which is, an, that's where our RSS feed is located. And also, I want to elaborate, the email is nightcrawlers. 3rd at or 3rd shift yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay, there we go. And the link for our RSS feed is www.rssfeed.com slash night a podcast slash nightcrawlers. And you can just look us up right there. Yeah, I mean, it worked just fine. Uh, so there are the two perspectives on dreams, being that they are spiritual or they are a just a subconscious uh, representation of something. Now, some people believe that it's dimensional hopping. Some people believe that you're just peering into the spectral plane. Some people see the fucking future, apparently, <laughs> Josh. And uh, I'm telling not- the only reason why it's so weird to, or it's so real to me is just because the minor details. Every minor detail is there. That's the only real reason why I stand by that I think there's something to it. Honestly, I always like the perspective that everybody you see in your dreams is just another version of yourself. I think that's really something that really makes you really think every action you do. <laughs> I'm going to make you an experiment, Josh. Anyway. <laughs> I'm down for it, dude. Yeah, I'm in. I, I can see him petting the cat right now. <laughs> I'm in. You're bringing out the devious in me. <laughs> So, uh, the, the other is, of course, the psychological being that uh, it's either representative of something, a depiction for stress, your brain trying to figure something out, or maybe just a collaboration of memories that don't know exactly how to go together, so you're just throwing shit Or also repeat, repeated patterns. That's another yeah. thing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the repeated pattern, patterns, expecting something different to happen is definitely always... A good view of the definition of insanity right there. All right, so I think I think we'll just keep all of these ideas in mind as we go over our own dreams, and we can maybe like think over a couple different ways that they could be either spiritually or psychologically uh, interpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, no Freudian shit, please. Uh, I don't trust the dude. Uh, I'm I'm not going in the dream theory this episode. And here's the thing: I also I'm not I don't subscribe to Freud's theories. At all, 100%. I do think the research that he did behind it is interesting. True. That's why Staring I... Staring at children in the park. That's right. why... Oh, well, not true. No, not that. But <laughs> not I, that part. I, I do think, like, t- because of the nature of our podcast, touching on dream theory still is a subject of discussion. Perhaps we can do that a little later on. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we might not do it this podcast, and if we do, it'll be like a tiny tidbit, because I haven't done my full research on it yet, so... That's in That's development. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so I th- 
I felt the sarcasm in that wonderful sorry. <laughs> no, there wasn't actually sarcasm. I'm just bad at being a person. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll start off with my story, and we'll start going around. Um, so my story, uh, my dream that I'm sharing specifically starts, I was on a date with my girlfriend at the time, and I had brought her back to her house, and what I did, like, I was at the door with her, it was all nice, it was cool, you know, kiss goodnight, and I thought, I should get her a present, because she is very important to me. I, I was very in love with this woman at the time. And in the dream, I thought, okay, so how do you get a present? And I just walk off into the backyard, and it's my backyard, despite dropping her off at her house, I don't know why, and we had a barn in our backyard. And I see that the barn, for some reason, is seven times as long as it's supposed to. I see Josh just like, what the fuck is happening? I'm sorry that you have real dreams about real life happening in the future, but mine are weird because it's not that. No, just be glad you have dreams regularly. Like I said, I don't. So, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not glad about that, dude. Most of my dreams are nightmares, so... I don't know. My dreams are weirdly a mix. To I, each their own. Whatever. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> anyway, I go to the barn, and I go on a journey. And I say journey because that's exactly how my brain was processing it at the time. I am on a quest to get this, like, gift. And the gift was, like, a diamond necklace and I don't know how I knew this but it, I knew that if I went through all of the barn the seven times as long barn that it would be facing the seven deadly sins in some way you had like a full on like Scott Pilgrim versus the world <laughs> exactly it was <laughs> fucking you could crazy. turn Ed's dream into a movie and like it would make four million at the box office right now <laughs> it's like Inception <laughs> 2 no, it, was, it was wild um, but I somehow knew that that's what it would be, and if I got to the end, I'd get a diamond necklace, because that's worth facing hell for. But at the time, it would have been worth facing it for this woman. I really was in love. But... God damn. God, really hate Lucky the fact woman. she fucking cheated on me. Anyway... Oh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Instant regret. <laughs> oh, dude, God. like... I'm sorry, my inner Tupac came out. No. Listen, I've been in that same position. I look back. Well, someone I'm... Trent knows. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> right, like, that's my nigga now. Like, we're cool, but... <laughs> but I'm just looking back at this shit like, she didn't deserve me. I feel... I, I really dedicated my all. Like, that's it. But what ended up happening, I go through the seven layers, the seven barns of hell, across the rooftops, this and that, and I'm facing challenges that are rather correspondent. I don't remember it perfectly clearly because I think my brain did that, like, montage kind of thing. You know, but as I'm going through, I finally get to the end, I get the gift, um, and I leave. Mm -hmm. And I run back to the house, and I give the diamond necklace to my girlfriend. And as I'm giving it to her, she's crying, like, completely down in tears, and I asked, like, what's wrong? And she was upset because I left. Like, I just abruptly left for a long-ass time to go on this massive quest. And I didn't say shit before I did. She's and being I'm like, dramatic. But <laughs> I don't know how long, like, Dream World I was actually gone for this quest. But be fair, I faced the seven sins 
uh, and went through this whole thing. It was at least a good bit. Because, uh, again, montage. But I now, give it to her. Question. Were the, <laughs> were the seven deadly sins portrayed like they are in Full Metal Alchemist? Ooh. They were portrayed basically <laughs> that each section of barn mm. was a representation of a sin. So it was like each one was its own trial. Like the barn was basically imagine seven barns back to back and when I exited out the back door of one I'd be entering into the front of the other. Yeah. And that is what would be the next challenge. Um, but after I gave her the gift she's crying. She's freaking out. Like why would you leave me? And I had to prove to her like why I left. Like that it was for her. That it was to get this gift. So I brought her to the barn to show her. I didn't expect like she'd enter or anything. But we go up, and that's exactly what she fucking does. She walks up to the front door, opens it, and it's just fucking zombies shambling around on the inside. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And she just sits down on a bed that's in there, like casually with the zombies stalking around. And I'm freaking the fuck out, because again, I love this woman, and she is just in immediate danger. And what, like, there are several zombies fucking just approaching her. So I just fucking run up, swoop her up in my arms, and book it out of the, out of the barn. Like, I face that shit myself. That's fine. I am not putting her in danger. And as I'm running, I'm just thinking, like, why the fuck would you do that? You almost got fucking attacked. You could have been killed or infected or whatever. And then, like, I look down. It's her. She's in my arms. I look up. I'm running to the house. I look back down at her. She is a melted skeletal form of herself. Basically, imagine a set of rotting zombie legs with a spinal cord coming out and a skull at the end of that. Nothing else. The arms, the torso, all gone. It's just the spinal cord with the skull attached at the end. Hmm. Dripping in this... Like, brownish-green goo. And I immediately fucking feel... Like, I remember just breaking down in tears. And dropping down. And, like, setting her, quote-unquote, <laughs> on the ground. Her carcass. Yeah. It just... There's just one eyeball in one of the sockets. Goddamn. And... I'm looking at this just absolutely horrified because, again, I fucking loved this woman at the time. And I was so fucked up looking at this. And then it fucking blinked at me. Ooh, it's awake. <laughs> and I stood up and I started running because I don't care how much you love someone. This is not a we can get over this baby moment. <laughs> this is a, well, you're not... The person I fell in love with anymore. We're done here. I ain't fucking that. So I start booking it back to the house. Question. Yes. Question. Now, do you know if that was a blink or was it a wink? I have no fucking idea. I don't know. The semantics weren't going through my head at the time. I wasn't thinking, hmm. I wonder what that qualifies as. I was thinking, hmm, the woman I love is a fucking rotting carcass and it just stared at me. I got up. I started running back to the house. Full speed. Full sprint. Of course, dream style, despite the fact that it took maybe like a minute to walk back there. It is taking forever to get back to the house. The whole fucking bullshit. And I'm looking back. I look back. I'm being chased 
but not on the two functional legs. Instead, she is slamming her slinky skull into the ground and rolling on her spinal cord back up to her feet and then repeating. Oh, yo! And that is just the entire method. No single step was taken. It was just rolling at me. And so I finally get up to the house. I am running up, and I don't make it to the door. I fucking tripped, slammed my face on the concrete, like teeth first, Ah, lifted my head up, saw the pool of blood with teeth in it. Oh, God. Looked up, saw a fucking spider rushing towards my face, and then I woke up. <laughs> I mean, if they're working on a new Dead Space game, I think they found how to make a new alien. Just fucking slamming its skull into the ground, rolling the design it. so much, I drew it. Like, I have it on my phone. I, I'll show this shit to I you. Sh- I know you've shown it to me before. I know. Oh, you remember it? Yes. Does I've... the backstory to it yes. make a difference? Yeah, yeah that... Knowing the backstory just adds so much. And I drew it so cartoonishly, too. (laughs) Like, if anyone wants to see it, like, let us know. I will show it, like, on social. Like, Trent can post it on Twitter or something. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I can post it on Insta, even. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, holy shit. That was... It stuck with me so hard. I think it was because it was about uh, my girlfriend at the time. Like, because I was very in love. And that is a dream that, like, you have. And it fucks with you. Because I've had a lot of dreams where I just die, or I am tortured, or I am lost in an endless maze with looping goats. Like, stuff like that. Goat simulator? No, they were just <laughs> chained to pipes for some reason. I, I uh One of them was a pig. I don't know why one of them was different. But, <laughs> but going through, I've had a lot of dreams with fucked up stuff. I have In my dreams, I've died and suffered many times. And most of the time... I don't even care. And I don't know what that says about me, but more often than not, I will have what other people consider nightmares and just casually be observing what's happening to me like, oh, fuck, this is horrible. Anyway, and I don't know, but that one fucked with me because the entire thing that really got me was that it was for her, was that she suffered as a result. And I don't I don't know, that, that fucks with me on an extra level. But... Do you guys have any idea about what any of that shit could fucking mean? Uh, I mean, I know that... Hmm, I don't know. Like you said... (laughs) I know that... I I don't know. Well, because you said with the one dream you had, there was like goats chained up or pigs. Yeah, I was basically... It was like a city, but every building was the same. And as I'm going through them... I'm, like, looping, and everything's changing, so, like, slightly each time, and the alleyway that I was exiting through to get into the next building that would inevitably be the same always had a goat chained up in it. If I remember correctly, like, certain structures, the way that houses or certain buildings are structured and, like, animals and stuff like that, they have, they have significance in certain meanings... Like, so the goat specifically probably has a meaning, and the fact that the goat is chained up might have a meaning that portrays something that was happening at that point in your life. I something mean, like maybe. that. I don't remember exactly when I drank. Or, like, the barn with the seven fucking... That's, like, seven times longer than it normally is, and each section is a seven deadly sin. That, I mean, that definitely means something. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it does. Maybe it's that I would was willing to go through literally anything for her. I mm. don't know. 
At which point I feel like a better metaphor would have been like the nine rings of hell. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I think at the time that's just what I knew more about. So it's what my brain connected maybe. Yeah. I I feel like the end of the line, at the end of the day, the story goes just from the background you gave me of the girl. Maybe your subconscious mind was trying to tell you that you will go through hell for a woman you love just for them to end up dying. She'll like she'll be dead to you. That at some certain point fuck. in time. Y'all are hitting me hard on this one. Fuck. Um I mean, like, does that like make thinking sense back to you? on it like that you've put it into words hits like a certain way. And yes, it makes perfect sense and it fucking hurts. But I the hope the ghost that of that her memory, which was probably her corpse, was probably <laughs> chasing you. Maybe. Like, maybe. I mean, because, well, I guess this is a little personal, but did, like, she stick, like, did she, was she stuck in your brain after, like, everything fell apart for a while? Oh, yes. That fucked me up for a while. I think that could be what that is. On top of that, did you have sex with this woman? Yes. Then you might have had a soul tie with her. Well. Okay, soul ties, I feel, need their own. You know what? Because you can always break a soul tie. You can. But oh, I'm, you could be right too. Could be right too, just because of the significance of the love that Ed had for exactly. Um, could Oof. you explain a soul tie for? Because that's kind of an obscure thing. For yeah, God. for the audience. Okay, yeah. so my recollection, or of well, my perspective of what a soul tie means is you are bound by some some other person. You guys are stuck together subconsciously, consciously. Whatever way it may be. And this um, thing that keeps you guys stuck together, whether it's codependency or anything else above it, you guys could be friends, relatives, you could be lovers. It all just depends. But I really think that sex has a significant part and so ties with people. It was really, I feel like that wasn't even the most intimate thing about being with her. It was that we would stay up until like 3 a.m. talking on the phone about the morality of cannibalism. And that would do that's it. like the kind of thing that like you don't find easy in a woman, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not laying there. Uh, women talk about cannibalism more. <laughs> hey, but look, if you're a chick out there and you like fucking eating people then hit me up we can we can talk about it you know like no meth heads allowed <laughs> uh, no meth heads allowed please this message brought to you by the unified uh legion of eds we are all together we are all watching <laughs> stay away from the pcp that caused one instance of cannibalism if you would and like the bad the, salts if you would like salts. the experiment and the flocka mm-hmm. or a crocodile because that's just Oh, why would you do anything that includes gasoline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. I know way too much about drugs and the difference in society as it is. But Ed, your story of dreams, it really uh, traumatized me and opened my eyes at the same time. Uh, it was just, you know, it was just a little thing that happened regarding my fucking love life being a goddamn mess. But you know... I'm popular with the they thems, so I guess I'm good with it. <laughs> I feel like we can all relate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alcohol is delicious, but 
back on the subject of dreams. <laughs> so, um, I've, like I said, a majority of the time I've had nightmares. But one of my most recent and most traumatizing nightmare is the one I'm about to tell you. So it starts off with me in the middle of the desert. And I am wearing like a bunch of army suits, you know. But like, not really military, like our army. Like, it's obviously just a military outfit. Like, I got, you know, bulletproof vests on. I got camel pants. I'm packing a nine. I'm packing another sidearm. I got it. Yeah, you're just set up. Just general combat gear. General combat gear, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm in the desert with four other individuals. And I only have recollection of one female, and her name was Eve. And I'm guessing she was our. Was she like a major part of the dream? Yes. Like she was, she was like one of the main characters. Yes, okay. I mean everybody in the the four people that I was with was a main character. Oh, okay. We were all together, and our commander, which is one of the four people, and he was like a really tall, ruggish dude, probably in his fucking fifties, way too old for the military, but you know that paycheck is fucking beautiful. Mm. And he was like special ops, but uh, he was pretty much guiding us throughout the desert, and I'm not sure what the fuck that mission was. You know, I just pop in here like a nigga in Call of Duty. Like, I'm just ready to shoot. Um, Team Deathmatch. No, deadass. It feels like hijack right now. There's niggas around us everywhere. (laughs) Alright. So, next thing you know, I'm... We are end up playing going on and walking through this desert and next thing you know we see like maybe like six dead bodies on the floor on the ground and they all obviously got shot and me and Eve started looking through their pockets because it was my idea like nigga I played every video game in the book the first thing you do when you see dead bodies is try to check for ammo or information or whatever so your first thought was press X to loot body like (laughs) honestly (laughs) so I start looting and I end up finding some ammo and I'm like sweet you know and grenades and Eve is right next to me she started looting the other body and she ends up finding this big ass fucking ladder right and she's like, look, guys, I found information. And then next thing you know, I'm looking up, right? And it's just me and her standing next to these bodies. The other three niggas we were with are off trailing off, and they walked away from us. They are like, fuck you guys. We got to keep going pretty fucking much. And I'm like, why are... Why, wow, you're a guys- shitty fucking team. Isn't this a military? We're supposed <laughs> to fucking work together? Honestly, it felt like we were, like, under contract. Like, you were feeling more like a mercenary than a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and like I said, we're in the desert. I'm thinking Mexico. Mm. And next well, thing Well, it's know, a dream. So, if you think it was Mexico, it was Mexico. Like... Yeah, you're right. That's pretty much how it is. Like, you just know shit in your dreams. Well, I've been to Mexico, so I know how fucking deserty and dusty that shit be. God damn. What? You got decent muscles. I really don't. <laughs> Josh just took off his shirt and I'm just looking like, damn, 
Got nice looking arms. Flesh, flesh, flex. I mean, I see his veins popping out, so that tells me enough. I mean, that's just from work. Don't worry about the podcast. We can cut this out if it ends up being boring. Can you can you just real quick give us a flex? I mean, it's not gonna be much, but damn, (laughs) dude's humble. Dude's humble. He is humble as fuck. Any bitches out there that are looking for a strapping brown man? Uh, First of all, he has taken his brown man. Fair, fair. I I, I let that slip my mind for a moment. Any extremely discreet bitches? (laughs) (laughs) This ain't Ashley Madison, bro. Definitely not. Okay, back on your dream. That was a detour we didn't need. But it's probably staying in. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so, back in the dream, though. My niggas are leaving us, right? I look over at Eve like, come on, it's time to go. Next thing you know, I'm looking in the other direction. And I see ten niggas walking towards us slowly, all strapped with machine guns. So, like, what were they looking like? Like, like outfit-wise? They look like straight up ISIS. Everybody was masked up, even though we're in a desert. Like straight camel out, fucking got an AK-47. Each one ready. has like ten rows of dynamite on their chest. <laughs> I felt bad. No, one really did have dynamite. Oh my fuck. Okay, okay. Yeah, go on with it. Yeah, this was straight. Like they did not speak English. They appro- they're approaching us, right? And my ass is over here like, Eve, we gotta fucking go. We gotta go catch up with our team because they're at least like 500 feet away by now. Like, they're a good distance. If we weren't in a desert, I wouldn't be able to see these niggas. So I'm like halfway to them and Eve is still on her knees reading this letter. I don't know why this bitch didn't just take the letter with her. Like, dream perspective, this was really a fucking dumb dream. (laughs) Yeah, like after the fact kind of deal. Yeah, and when you have that after effect glow on a dream, you really realize how fucking fried shit be. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm running, and these niggas already approached her. And one of them is standing behind her with a 9mm and points the gun to her skull. And you know, how old were you when you had this dream? I said this was a couple months ago. Yeah, this a was, few months this ago. Was That's recent. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they poured the gun to her skull and blow her fucking brains out, and I can still hear the sound of the gun to this fucking day. Mm. And literally, I'm running now. Like I drop to my knees, fucking grieve for a second, cry like. Ee! The whole fucking nine yards. I don't. I never met. Fucking looking before. up at the sky, arms out. Oh God, why me? Kind of. Yeah. Like full ass. movie scene, pan over the top, like full, full on dramatic. And you gotta understand, like anytime I have a dream, it's always in a perspective where I'm third person. I'm viewing myself from another. So I'm watching myself do all this fry shit on my knees, crying about a person that doesn't exist. Okay. And pretty much, I start running away because they start approaching me. And I approach my team, right? But I don't know why. 
I thought running away would make a difference because these niggas just followed me and my team and ended up catching up to us. I don't know how they run faster than us, but apparently they're fucking leopards. I, I don't know. I... <laughs> there was no they, just, they learned in it in sequence. terrorist school? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I, I, I don't know what else to the enemy, army, what have you, but from the way you described it, I think it's just a gang of terrorists trying to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like That's what it sounds shit. like. Yeah, for real. Well, once they... not this is not in relation to any sort of religious or like group or denomination or anything of the sort. No. This is just what they looked like, apparently. And I don't mean like ISIS now. I mean like 2013 fucking Barack Obama bombing fucking Iran and Iraq uh-huh. immediately ISIS. Okay, so. But anyway, they catch up to my team. They capture us. They got us all handcuffed in a row. We're all in a circle staring at each other. They're talking shit in foreign languages I don't understand. And they start pistol whipping the youngest person there, which this nigga looks like barely 19. He looks like, honestly, Uh, one of our co-workers, the youngest one. See, that feels dirty. Yeah, Yeah, it did. It was a really fucked up dream. That don't feel right. And... Um, then they started pistol whipping my commander and they put a gun to my head and that's when I wake up. And when I say I woke up crying, I woke up mourning this bitch like she was real, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I have never met an Eve. I don't even know any bitch that looks like this. But <laughs> I was sad for this imaginary figure. I've had dreams like that created. where you where you become really attached to someone like in a dream. Like you feel like you've known them forever. Yeah, and it wasn't like I was, you know, this was my secret lover or none of that. This was just literally a partner in crime. And next thing you know, their fucking head gets blown off in front of me. Yeah, but for Dream You, who knows how long that was for. Like, that could have been someone you'd known, like, your entire life in the dream. And, like, that's just the way you process shit in a dream. You never know exactly where you're standing, but your character knows in the dream. Yeah. Your your character seems to understand more than you do. And sometimes you get a hint of that when you, like, notice something that you don't know how you'd have the information for. Mm-hmm. Like how I was talking about before in my dream, I was like, I knew what the Barnes represented despite me personally not knowing. My character knew. And that, that's basically the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you gain these emotional attachments based on how you in the dream, how your character of you... Uh, feels towards these things themselves. So I feel like you only really get a partial idea of who you are in your dream because clearly there's a lot going on that, like, you don't know about but you know about after the fact. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I also want to mention that this is one of the very few dreams I had this year. I can count on one hand how many dreams I've had this year. Yeah. Usually when I dream, it's kind of something that just passively I forget about right after the fact. I, I think I dream more frequently than anyone here uh, based on what you guys Probably. have been saying. But at the same time me and Josh so seclude ourselves to the devil's lettuce. So, so that kind of <laughs> helps us not really dream as much as you do it. Uh, be fair yes, I suppose so. I mean, if we're going to make an argument regarding specific substances, it is shown that alcohol does give you a deeper sleep for the first about four hours, which would drop me into dream and then abruptly rip me out when it starts falling off because at that point it actually begins disrupting sleep. Man, um, I ain't never been on... I've never, basically, never if you want happen. power naps, alcohol is your guy. If you want a long, restful sleep, 
don't go for it. See, whenever I drink alcohol, it usually just gives me a long, restful sleep because I be sleep deprived. So once well, I yeah, hit that bed, yeah. all you it's need over. is all you need is that it's initial factor to help you crash, and then after that, you're done. You're out. You're, you're out. You're gone. Which is why I drink right after I get off of work because we all work night shift. So this is why I drink. That's why I, I smoke. I know I'm not drinking. That's why I, I smoke indica. I stay on the indica. That shit, man, after a long shift and I'm tired and can't sleep, a few hits of that, my ass is gone for the rest of the day. All right, so do you want to do, like, a little overview of what we think the dream means or anything represented in it? What it might be? We can. Uh, I don't know. Trent's is a lot to take in. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, the desert desert wasteland itself, that says a lot, I mean, about the whole... The whole thing. What specifically, I can't tell you, but it has to be a very meaningful aspect of it. Just because, like, a desert is something that is all-encompassing. So, there's that. Um, Military fatigues. Being in military itself, that has to be a metaphor for something uh, dredging, I'm sure. Or something of a matter of other people being in control of you. As Which well. I do have a sense of um, a control problem. Uh, also, one of the reasons why I have never joined the military or consider it, I do not like being controlled. I do not like mm. being out of control. I do see myself as a very controlling individual at times. Yeah. But I yeah. try to keep that underhand because I don't want to be that toxic. I'm yeah, fun. you'll just be passive aggressive toxic. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my god. Fun ladies, I promise. Man, I wouldn't even know y'all if things didn't pan out the way that they did. I always always I was almost in the navy. Holy shit. Yeah, that would have been a That would have been a thing. I probably wouldn't even have known y'all except for Trent cuz I knew Trent at the point in time. Yeah, but we wouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that would have been right. a different path. So, uh, oh, uh <laughs> you want my interpretation from your dream? Uh, go um, ahead, yeah. I would love to hear it. Uh, you feel like you're being controlled. You're in a situation where you feel as though you're constantly dredging and trying to work for others' enjoyment or other people's happiness because you're constantly trying to be able to get approval and get other people to uh, accept you, which you feel like isn't happening as indicated by people abandoning you abruptly. And then your brain corrected once it realized that someone stayed with you because it felt like no one actually would do that by having them killed. And frankly, you feel guilty as though it's your fault that people would end up in worse situations. And that would is why someone would die for being willing to stay with you rather than abandoning you ahead of time. That makes a lot of sense. I do have a lot of abandonment issues and trauma. Yeah, I didn't know that before this. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Oh, God, I think I might be a psychopath. Uh, Or a sociopath. I I did a really good good interpretation of your dream as well. Let's let's just say we're close and leave it at that. Yeah, facts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I could feel the silence in the room when I was going over that, and I felt really awkward halfway through. No, because it, honestly, it's like you literally spe- spoke truth to me. And a lot of situations... Yeah. That you I remember did, when your friend was over and I rattled off his shit to him? Uh, like, basically yeah. just spelled his personality and defense mechanisms to him? Uh, yeah. my, my friend is very introverted, and it, as introverted as it comes, I mean, I invite him to a party, and he will show up once a lifetime. But um, he actually enjoyed Ed so much that he wants to kick it with him again. 
and that is prayer. I mean, like Mike Tyson being in a our city prayer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I feel like the psychoanalysis aspect is maybe a bit close to home for like the things I think about and the things I know about and like my own experience regarding studying psychology. Um, so I'm sorry if I got a little overly technical there. Oh, no, <laughs> it no, felt no, like no, I just no. like like there was just a tone drop like and I didn't notice until like halfway through when I noticed everyone else was quiet and realized what I was doing. Well, I was almost afraid of telling my dream because I thought it was too deep, but you helped the aspect of how deep it can get, and that's really what I wanted to talk about in this perspective of dreams, and why we wanted to talk about the subject to begin with. So, yeah, for real, I didn't definitely, know you, had those you guys, send us your dreams. We can interpret them. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Um, no I, guarantees. I mean, if you like our perspectives on each other's dreams, I see no reason why you shouldn't share your own dreams. Yeah. Yeah. If it's from a spiritual perspective, you ended up a fucking soldier in another life. I don't know. Some shit like that. Like, (laughs) damn, that that sucks, man. Sorry that that happened to you or is happening to you currently. (laughs) I feel like me, Ed, and Josh are very socially aware and have have an awareness of people's mindsets and where they are in life just because of our passive experiences. So... It's a nice little cocktail of education and trauma. Um, yeah. It's like God said, mm, that's not enough. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, Trent just did the little salt bay sprinkling <laughs> thing when he said that. Jesus. I had to put a little bit of Italian in it, a little flair. That's me. <laughs> now, our next dream... Is Josh. Oh, yeah. I gotta... Which one do now, I want I, I assume this is gonna be a premonition from what you said earlier. Well, so I have two from when I was a kid, which were the last ones that I remember. I think um, I might know one of them if... Because uh, we talked about this briefly when we first recorded... Yes. In the test recording, so we could get everything set up. Well, I'm new, so... But I was drunk as hell at the time, so... <laughs> Tree, so, like, are you smarter than a fifth grader, bro? <laughs> what I will do is... I'll give my my two from when I was like five because they're they're short. Um, and also, I don't think there's a lot to take in from those ones. And then, obviously, my premonition dreams there's not a lot to take in from those either. It's just like it was deja vu or a premonition. So here's the fun thing with Trent, I was able to discuss things on a psychological level. But if it is a premonition and it actually happened, I can't read shit into that. Exactly. Okay, so so go on. So, alright. So, the first two from when I was five. So, there was one. I... And now, this could also lead into either sleep paralysis or sleepwalking, which is an entirely different one that we could do, too. There's a lot of weird sleepwalking dreams that people have that are, like, fucking crazy. Same thing with sleep paralysis. So, when I was five, um, when I was living in San Diego, I was out in California... I had a bunk bed, and I slept on the top bunk, and there was, I had a bunch of stuffed animals and shit like that. I woke up in the middle of the night one night, and this is when the dream starts. The dream starts with me waking up on my top bunk, and I'm sitting there looking around, and I'm like, hmm, something seems odd. Like, it's pitch black. I mean, something seems weird. I look, and one of the stuffed animals that I had was just like a little duck. 
But it, you remember the duck from Nightmare Before uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. It's like the wind-up duck with the sharp teeth and shit yeah. like that. I look to my left and I see that staring at me, and it's like moving its head around. Oh. And I, I immediately I'm like I'm out. I hop. <laughs> okay, if this directly like if this is a premonition, if this. This right one now. isn't a premonition. Okay, because oh, that would be fucking say. terrifying to yeah, happen no. in real life. Fuck me, that's yeah, no, this, like, <laughs> like, like I said, nightmare. this is one of my like dreams that I had when I was like five. Fucking what? Oh, ne- never mind. Oh, your dream. <laughs> this is your one. Dream of the, this is one of the dreams that I had when I was like five. So I see that I hop off my top bunk, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. So I walk up to my door. I open up and I walk into the hallway, and I'm like walking down my hall. I get halfway down my hallway and I turn around and look behind me and I see in the darkness it's going to sound like the dumbest shit ever a full size like human scale Kermit the Frog just staring at me. <laughs> I was like bro what is this? What were you scared or just confused? At first I was confused uh, and I look and I'm like and I, I look back and I'm like hello? And then he breaks out in a sprint and just starts running toward <laughs> no. him. Did you like... Was this like right after watching uh, what, what's that movie? I couldn't like, tell you what happened before I went Sesame to sleep. Sesame Street went down on this nigga. All I'm problem, gonna say but... is as a kid I loved horror movies. My favorite being Jeepers Creepers which will tie into the next stream I'll tell. Hell yeah. So but I see Kermit the Frog break out in a sprint after me. I fucking dart into my living room as I'm running into my living room I see my kitchen, again, clouded in darkness, and there's, like, the section where you walk into the kitchen, and then there's half of the kitchen over here and half over here. As I'm running into the living room, I see Scream fucking hopping. He, he jumps like from one side. Fiction. Yeah, oh, it was, I don't know what the fuck it was. What movies did your parents let you watch? Well, that's the thing. I don't even think I had watched, like, scream at that point maybe i watched scary movie i don't maybe know maybe you just recognize the face because like everyone like when you were five that was probably around the time when like everyone was wearing scream masks on halloween oh yeah probably Can I even just add the mad advertisement when that shit first came out scary, scary movie was popular at it was time probably too. just something oh, that yeah. was in your mind like the face was in your but mind. but i was like, running into my living room and i look across the living room into my kitchen i see scream hopping from one side of the kitchen to the other while staring at me why this nigga hopping i don't know i don't know he was just like jumping from one side to the other and then i'm like I'm making a beeline for my front door. So I make a beeline to my front door. I get outside. And I turn around. I see Kermit. And there was Homer Simpson. No, I turn around. I see Kermit coming out of my front door. Slender man. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to lose him at my school. Because my school is literally right down the street. Was Kermit doing that crinkly, angry face he does every time he was facing you? No, he had like, you know how like he does that smile with like his open mouth? It was like that. Oh Oh my god. God. I I don't know which is worse to be honest. (laughs) So I see him coming out my front door. I start running down towards my school. And as I see my school coming to view, I'm like, I'll lose him on the playset. I don't know why I thought that. I climbed up on the, like... Were you, like, just overly confident as a child that you were good at the playset or something? Like, you just thought you were... Yeah, I was just like, I'm like, I can lose him. I I can run fast. I know that. Like, I'm imagining a kid that makes deals with their friends that they're better at running across the playset than them. Like, an obstacle (laughs) course is how they viewed it. Did you view it like an obstacle course when you were a kid? 
No, I just viewed it as maybe like he wouldn't be able to get up it as fast as I could. <laughs> Dude, I You're see Kermit kind of like scary Terry. Like, you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Oh my <laughs> that's god. The thing. He didn't say anything the entire time he was chasing me. He was just chasing Not me. even a... No, there was <laughs> no sound coming out of him at all, which I think was the scariest part. That Honestly, does sound yeah. scarier, yeah. So I get, to, I get to my school. I climb up on like the jungle gym. And I turn around and I see him climbing up behind me. <laughs> God damn it, and I hit the slide. I just, I'm sorry, through this entire thing, I'm imagining the most cartoonish, like, the the way Kermit, like, in the actual show would be playing it out, where you're, like, limbs whipping around, <laughs> fucking head bobbing back and forth. So I, I just, go, yeah, the entire time. I go down the slide and I start booking it back to my house. I do, like, a big loop. And like halfway back to my house, I turn around, he's gone. I don't see him at all. Oh my god. I'm like, okay, I lost him on the slide. So Nightmares about Kermit tonight. I'm running yeah, I'm running down the street, I hook a left, I go back into my house, I close the screen door and the my front door, because it's California, you get the, the metal screen grated door and then you get your wooden door. Yeah. So I close the screen door, I close the wooden door, I hop onto my couch at full speed. And there's a blanket sitting there, and I mean to just cover myself up. Here's the trippy part. That night, I went to sleep in my bunk bed, and at the end of every night, I, as, you know, as a five-year-old, I took a bath every night because I was, I was, I was outside all day, every time, like all the time. So I took, I take a bath before bed. But after that dream, going to bed in my bunk bed i woke up on the couch the next morning like i'm actually awake i woke up on my couch I under had a one blanket night where that happened to me and i look at the bottom of my feet and there's dirt just all over it wait well, like just dirty oh as gosh. shit oh my god and i'm like as a kid i'm like i took a bath last night and I mean, I, I assume you didn't have the sense of mind to go see if the door was, like, unlocked or anything. Well, because in the morning, uh, I think this was a weekend. So my grandfather would have been home, which is who was, I was who owned the apartment at the time. Yeah. And he'd always open up the, the wooden door in the morning and keep the, the grated door open just because he'd cook and, like, all the smoke would go out the door. So, like, he was awake in the kitchen when I woke up in the next morning. But there was dirt on my feet and I was under the blanket. From when the dream ended. So, like, I think I just straight up had, like, a like a sleepwalking dream where I just fucking literally left my house in the middle of the Isn't night. Isn't that you were running in the dream? So I'm imagining, like, you asleep jogging through the fucking woods. See, I feel like Josh is the real-life Donnie Darko, and I'm worried that <laughs> <laughs> But so, uh. But that was how that dream ended. That was, like, the really weird one. Um... I did have another dream where I saw the Tooth Fairy, but that's it, that was like straight up horror fuel. Weird thing. When I was a kid, I actually lost a tooth once, and being the skeptical, psychopathic fucking scientist I am, and always have been apparently, I put the tooth under my pillow and I thought, is the Tooth Fairy real? Well, if not, then if I do not tell my parents I lost a tooth, then they will not come and put money. And I went to sleep that night without telling my parents specifically with the intention that if I wake up and there's still a tooth there, there's no tooth fairy. If there is money, there is a tooth fairy. That was my thought process. I was maybe seven or eight at this time. That is just how my brain has always fucking worked. I did the same thing testing Santa. Mm -hmm. I hid behind the couch. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, I had another dream that was like, this one's super short. I literally, I woke up one night, climbed down from my bunk, walked into the bathroom to use the bathroom. And this was the night that I lost a tooth. I climbed down from my bunk, walked to the bathroom. And as I walk into the bathroom, I didn't, I hadn't turned the light on or anything yet. But I'm sitting there rubbing my eyes as I'm walking into the bathroom, pitch, pitch black. And I'm looking up and I see like this figure that's just tall, like it's a person Ugh. with like a cape and a mask on. And I'm like, I'm sitting there trying to like, it takes me like five seconds to like realize what I'm seeing. And this didn't feel like a dream to me at all. To this day, I still think it wasn't How a dream. How old were you at this point? Five. This is five. within this. The, still within the same. It was in the same year. time frame, in the same yeah. apartment and everything. Oh, and I walk into my, my little bathroom and there's a full on, what I believe person to this day, I don't, I was not dreaming. There is a person standing there and they look at me, they turn, cause they're like, so my bathroom was like below like floor level on the outside and we had a window that goes up. So like if you were to reach up outside that window, you touch the ground outside and there's a person standing up looking out that window that had it open and it looked like they were trying to get out of it. And, but they were standing there doing something and they, the second they heard me walk in, they turned and faced me and they, they mumbled something really low beneath their breath. And it sounded like the voice of like an older lady. And I don't know what it was. It freaked the shit out of me, and I ran into my grandfather's I'm room. I'm going to assume that you were robbed by a grandmother. I don't know. I this don't sounds know. Like... I don't know. The thing was is oh, as fuck the children. Well, no. Here's the thing. As a kid, <laughs> as a kid, I really liked the movie Darkness Falls. Oh, that was a good movie. Which is about a tooth fairy that kills you and your whole fucking family if you see her. That's, like, literally the plot of the movie. But, like I said, this doesn't feel like a dream. I know for a fact I was awake. I saw this, booked into my my grandfather's room, fell asleep, woke up the next day. I was hesitant to come out of the room. I peek peek out. I'm like, the hallway in the living room's clear. I walk down to my room. I peek in. My room is clear. I walk into my room. I peek around the corner into the bathroom. Empty, but the window's open. I'm like... I guess it was a dream, but that's not the 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 five year the the second five year old dream I was going to talk about. The second five year old dream. I still think you got robbed. I I, th- I still think you got robbed and you were just too I young. Don't know. Your parents didn't talk that, about it. No, all that's that. a fat chance because my grandfather was military and it was his apartment. So if someone was in there, they probably would have got fucking blapped. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, maybe once they realized he was military, they were trying to get out the window and that's when he walked out. But like, uh. Your grandpa had a secret lover. That's my assumption. The, oh shit, maybe. Uh, I mean, he was single at the time. So. Well, let's 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 explore the possibilities. <laughs> Why is yeah. the shadow figure hot? But uh, <laughs> the 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 other five, the dream that I had when I was five that I was really going to talk about was I. This was this ties into the Jeepers Creepers thing that I brought up. I the dream starts out again. I wake up. I'm in the back seat of a car. That is driving almost, it looks like, through, like, the Arizona area. Okay. There's a lot of desert. There's a canyon. Goddamn deserts. There's a canyon to the left, like, of the car. Like, there's, like, maybe, like, ten feet or, like, five feet of ground. And then there's just a cliff drop-off. It's, like, one of those roads that goes along just, like, you know, a canyon. Yeah. And I'm, like, looking around, getting acclimated. 
and I hear the Jeepers Creepers song, you know, the Jeepers, <laughs> I hear that. Where'd you get those peepers? Exactly. But I, I hear that on a radio. If you want a full cover, then please donate $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that on the radio. And I'm like, I know this song. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm looking at the front seat, and I'm like, I can't tell who's in the front seat. Like, there's someone driving the car. I'm in the back seat in, like, a booster chair. And I'm like, what's going on right now? And I'm like, I don't know. I cannot discern the figure that is driving. And I just see their eyes look up into, like, the rearview mirror. And they look at me. And I don't know why. I immediately freak out and unbuckle all my shit. Like, in, like, half a second. I unbuckle myself. I open up the car door, which is unlocked. And I jump out somehow over the cliff, and as I'm falling, I see like solid ground, solid ground. And right as I'm about to, I'm I'm plummeting, and I'm like, "What am I gonna do?" And tuck and roll, bitch. The, <laughs> yeah, the like this is like a 200 foot drop. Uh, like it's yeah. a it's tuck a, and roll harder. <laughs> it's a it's a full on cliff. And right as I'm about to make solid contact with the ground, it turns in the water. And right as I, like, plummet into the water, I shoot up, I wake up in real life, like, out of bed like this. Just like, drenched in sweat. Like, just lunge up, like, full, like, like, parallel to, like, 90 degree angle, lunge up out of bed. Yeah, like, right as I'm making contact with the water in the dream, my body is arching forward in real life, and I wake huh. up. For the record, uh, Josh's dream still is better than any dream that I had as a child involving water, because that just means I pissed myself. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> oh, that's God. the thing. I, I thought I would have pissed myself at the time too. I was like, oh no, I'm in <laughs> trouble. And then I was like, wait, Trend, no, and then, stop pissing yourself. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, I'm feeling my face. I'm like, there's just sweat all over me. My shirt is like completely drenched in sweat. I'm five. Yeah, and I'm like. What the... I, A quick question. Are your parents still together? No, I don't even... I, when did they get divorced? Before I was born. They weren't even, like, married. I never... Was there visitation? Uh, I've never met children. my father. Oh, never Really? Don't know who he is. Damn, I knew huh. you were black. Yeah, I don't do not Damn. know who he is. I've only ever known my God, yeah, it takes a while to get milk, doesn't it? Those cigarettes took a long time. Price is shot up. So, there's those... still working... He's still working to get that seven bucks for a bag of Marlboros. <laughs> so there, those are those two dreams that I remember from when I was five. When I was when I was five, but like, I guess my memorable, my more memorable ones are like my premonition dreams. So like, I had a dream. I had moved to where I'm living at now. Mm-hmm. In were you living there at the time? Since premonition dream, I gotta check real quick. In the premonition, the premonition dream takes place. Where I live at now. Mm-hmm. When I had the dream, it was four years prior. That's fucky. Which, and I wasn't even living in Ohio. Goddamn. At all at the time. I was living in Pennsylvania. Oof. And I had a dream one Fight day. your destiny. Kill God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a dream. And there's, it was from the, a third person perspective. But it's not like a, a normal third person perspective. It was almost like I was a different being or like something else watching me 
one more time. Can you say I had a dream one more time for Martin Luther King? <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream. No, it doesn't count for me. Fuck. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was like it was from the perspective of almost like something else that was watching me, and the best way I can explain it was. It was up at like a 45 degree angle in some trees outside of the house that I used to live at that, you were, that you've been to, Ed. Yes. And Trent as well. The one with the yes. Bacardi. Yes. <laughs> and I was looking through my window that was closest to my driveway. So remember when we were on my back porch and you look towards my driveway where the garage is? The garage yeah. is over here. The, the window that goes into the kitchen right there. I could see into that window up from those trees on the bank. So, I think you've mentioned this to me before, this dream? Yes. So I was looking, whatever I was or whoever I was, I was looking through that window and there's like branches and shit like that obs- obscuring my view, but I could see clearly into the window and I can see myself standing in the kitchen and there's three other people, like we're almost in like a half circle. There's three other people that are in there. We're all just, like, talking. And then after, like, five minutes or so, the group just kind of disperses. And they walk into my living room. And I lose view. And the dream cuts out. But I vividly, I could see everything. I could see, like, my sink, my fridge, all the magnets and shit on the fridge and stuff like that. Every little detail peering into that window I could see. Even on, like, the outside or, like, the deck right there and everything. Fast forward four years later, I have a, a Christmas party with some people, one of which you know, uh, Lydia, uh, and two of our other friends, and it's the exact same layout. And there's a moment when I'm standing or with standing there with them where I'm looking out the window into my backyard up at the trees and something like snaps in my head. And it's almost like I, at the, that exact moment, after four years, I traded places with whatever was looking through the window. And I was like, whoa, shit. How high were you at the time? This was before I smoked weed, I drank alcohol, anything. So you were sober. Stone cold sober. I was, that is, the that most is sad I had, for you, but okay. The most I had at that time was... Uh, Glass of some Diet Pepsi, probably. Diet glass. I was, I was, I was still diabetic at the time. This was, uh, I was diet. Yeah. So. I, wait, how do you find out that you're not diabetic anymore? There's no. I think there's no such thing as not being diabetic. Yeah. Okay, so you're diabetic, like. Deep, there's just like, different stages. Of I didn't know about this. Yeah, I that's why you always see me drinking diet shit. Besides, like you know, obviously alcohol, but. But you snack a lot. Yeah, but it's always, like, chips and shit. Or, like, if it's chocolate or, like, Twix and stuff like that, it's always, like, I don't eat it all in, like... One sitting. One sitting. I make it last throughout the night. But, yeah, no. I would suggest you eat a full chocolate cake, but I need you alive to predict the future. (laughs) But, like... And then I've had other dreams. Like, that's the most memorable premonition dream that I've had. I've had other ones where it's just the same thing. I I memorize all the minor details... Blah, blah, blah. Out of nowhere. Same thing happens. The instant that it happens, I trade places and I go, this happened before. I've seen this in a dream. And I know it's always in a dream. So, and that's just like, I don't know what it is. But it always happens. It always happens. 
You know, I had premonition dreams, but there was always something that was minor detail that wouldn't even matter. Like, for instance, I had a dream where, um, the, well, the year prior to the dream, I was living in Columbus in the ghetto and 16th Street, uh, ratchet-ass duplex. We're all from some fucking ghetto, right? Like... It's just kind of how Well, we are. I lived out in the haunted-ass boonies in Pennsylvania, and then I moved to the ghetto in Illyria, so... <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah, you are definitely... Look, I, I grew up in a shitty area outside of Cleveland, and then moved into a house with a dude that has a Confederate flag on the wall. <laughs> so, I mean, it might be reversed from your situation. Uh, my redneck came after the ghetto, but... <laughs> My redneck came before the ghetto. See, I grew up in uh, Section 8 apartments and then moved to ghetto as Columbus and came back to... 100% ghetto. Well, I see. That's the thing, too. So, I I, kind of had a rhythm to mine. Because, like, I grew up in San Diego, California. And we lived in military, like, housing. So, like, the apartments. But across the street from us was, like, there's literally, like, illegals living across the street and shit like that. So, like, and then there was, like, one day, the cartel, like, shot up the 7-Eleven down the street from us. Like, just, like, (laughs) so, I went from that at the age of five to living in the country in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania and then coming back into the ghetto (laughs) in Ohio. Speaking of ghetto, I have a question for you guys. Uh, How many of y'all have seen a raid? Like, a full-blown raid? No, not personally. I haven't seen a full-blown raid, but I've seen just, like, full-on, like, f- like six police cruisers deep with a bunch of officers on someone's front por- like in someone's front yard. I haven't seen a raid, though. I haven't, like, when I was little, when I was still in Lindale, uh, you know, what have you. Um, and I don't know how compared to most ghettos that is, but... It's, pretty, it was it's sh- actually more ghetto than Illyria. I looked up the uh, statistics. Did you look it up? I um, told you about this like an hour ago. No, uh, I told you before that I knew what Lindell was. Oh, yeah. I study Ohio statistics yeah. on uh, crime rates and all well, that. I mean, I had a few games of is that fireworks or gunshots, so we, whatever. Yeah. yeah, we all had that game. Yeah, <laughs> but... That's every day here, though. Yeah. Now, now, recently, it's every day here. Yeah, dude, when they had a fucking murder the first day after New Year's, I knew this city was shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, back to that question, uh, the raid situation. Uh, yeah. I, I actually, uh, go ahead, Ed. Uh, w- what I was saying is the worst I'd seen was my neighbors and my own house being like four police cars outside. Um, individual situations. My house was because of my parents fighting and my dad getting tasered on the lawn. Uh, one of, if not the earliest memory I have is my dad getting tasered outside the house. Mm. God damn. Um, yeah, it fucking sucks. Um, this was like a few minutes after he threw a phone into the wall because my mom cheated on him. Ah. Um, yeah. Oh, looks like I'm not sharing that I'm doing this podcast with my family. Oh, well. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, like, that's the worst I've seen. It's like four cars piled up somewhere. Um, like, you said like a full raid. Like, how many cars were you saying? Oh, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen a full raid, but I've seen, like, six full, full police cruisers deep outside of my neighbor's house, where I, that, at the house that I used to live at, um, yeah. 
Funny thing, police officers used to use my grandmother's attic to, like, scout out the neighbors across the street. They would, like, sit up there, like, at a table with, like, the fucking curtain open, cracked, staring across the street. We call this the hours. Anne Frank maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds bright. Yeah, no, it, it was crazy. Like, I'd come home, and there'd be, like, police cars in my driveway, and i walk inside, I'm like, what the hell's going on? My grandma's like... There's police officers upstairs looking across the street trying to bust the neighbors. I'm like, oh. oh my God. <laughs> I wouldn't feel safe in that house. No, but uh, my story about a raid, um, I was actually living in Columbus. I think it was like the first three months I was there. We actually uh, stayed with a friend of my mom's friend before we ended up finding our own place. And in this little apartment complex, it was a very small complex. Apartment complex. There's apartments on the left side, apartments on the right side. Very small. Mm-hmm. Um, it was maybe like 10 a.m. Um, I'm not the only kid. It was like at least like four other kids in the apartment. We're just sitting there chilling in the living room doing kid shit. Uh, next thing you know, we just hear on a loudspeaker, everyone go down to your basements. That sounds like some nuke about to drop shit. There's a reason why this stayed buried in my memory. I looked out the window because I thought I was fucking hearing shit, but everybody else in the apartment here heard it as well. We all peek out the window. Um, We see eight police SUVs and one military vehicle that has a man that's in the middle that's, you know, it's kind of... Now, oh. kind of like built like a tank, but it wasn't a tank. Yeah, he was in the middle. Um, he's in a Humvee on the, the mounted, the mounted, yeah. Yes, he's on the mounted gun. Yeah. And he is talking through the loudspeaker on the mounted gun. Um, telling everybody to go to their basements. Obviously, they study the apartment complex. They know everybody in the apartments have a basement underneath. So we all go in the basement. Um, we just hear a lot of loud noise, banging, all that shit. We come back up. Come to find out that the neighbor across the street was selling a lot of drugs, enough to get raided. And yet you were never told about this ahead of time when you could have taken advantage. I mean, what a shame. How much can you take advantage at the age of, um, nine? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you got parents. I mean, Maybe shit, cool if you're in Chicago, that's a regular day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we out here hustling. <laughs> we Damn. gotta eat. But it was just so fried because we heard the extent of them using the barricade to bust down the door, them using tear gas to distract the man, and them busting him down and arresting him and putting him in the back of the SUV. So all that, witnessing that at the age of nine, I definitely understand what happens during a raid. (laughs) When it is a raid, um, the only time I ever heard of a raid happening around my um, area is when they raided my father <laughs> and they decided to come in 10 police cars deep in a helicopter. Why does nigga say he wasn't home though? I'm on the highway. Nigga, they know you home. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay. Said a little white lie won't hurt him. <laughs> um, sir, this went from see, dreams to God. We grew up fucked up, huh? Uh, um, sir, they see you through the blinds. Um, <laughs> him sitting in the front yard holding the fucking phone. 
Yeah, I'm not home right now. <laughs> Staring daggers at the fucking cop cars. Yeah, he's just not fucking around with that. Yeah. Man, they put him on the front page of their newspaper. He ain't even that special. <laughs> it wasn't even that serious. It was just them being extreme. Oh my god. Uh, Probably nothing else going on at the time, for real. Let's see, 2014, 10 days after my birthday? Yeah, nothing else really going on. Yeah. Man, y'all dedicate dates to memory. I, like, my entire past in my mind is just a soup. Believe me, I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm just really good with numbers and memory. I'm really good with deciphering things. That's about it. I mean, that's a good thing to be good at, but... I mean, you... Yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, when it... When when my downfall is that my short-term memory regarding, like, names, faces, cars, like, shit that has practical use suffers, I I don't know. I guess guess it's a balanced trade. I mean, yeah, because there is instances where I have a lot of useless memory, for example... What the fuck am I going to do with a phone number that hasn't been active in 16 years? Right. What the fuck am I going to do with negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared equals 4AC2? No, wait. It's negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared equals 4AC over 2A. Sure. There's no reason to find X unless you're a pirate. It's a fucking Pythagorean theorem. I, mean, I don't know what our audience is, but I hope they like this. Useless high school knowledge. It, basically it. Exactly what of, I'm getting at. I like think a lot of people You memorize that. shit that's just pointless. Like mm-hmm. everyone does through their life. It's I would rather have pointless shit that's at least personal rather than negative B fucking bullshit. Or the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Listen, y'all gonna have to slow down. I have a second grade education. <laughs> Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. That's what it was! Fuck! I don't really have a second grade education. It's I just fucked it up. I know I fucked it up every time before then, so we're keeping this part where I got it right in. Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. 2A. Fuck! Why do I care about this? This is such useless bullshit. Ed probably knows the square root of pi. I don't know the square root. All I know about pi is 3.141592654 repeating. And it really does repeat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... I don't know when it comes... I think I've done a good job of repressing most of the useless knowledge. You replace it with music Repl- lyrics. I like how you say repressing <laughs> instead of forgetting. Like, you don't say, oh, I forgot the useless stuff. I repressed it. It was traumatic learning well, stuff I guess, so useless. I guess repressing it may be kind of a lie. I think it's more just it gets recycled. I mean, in a way, I feel like I understand that because I definitely repress my shit. But at the same time... You've been through some shit worth repressing, for real. Oh, well, that's why they medicated me for 10 years. But, um, <laughs> listen, there's a reason why it's repressed, but at the same time, I can bring it back up. There's a reason why I passed the GED the first time I tried. Hmm. And the OGTs. Because you're not a not total fucking... Anymore. They probably change the name every two years now. Hmm. Well, 
I'm not gonna get into boomer. I don't like shit. Like, I don't like change shit. You know what I mean? I know, like, this stuff's stupid, but I'm not about to get hung up on it. I think last it was called the OGTs, and I'm not worried about it either. I don't know. I, I don't think I, any of us have a reason to give a shit about fucking high school stuff. I'm out of fucking school. I'm done. I'm done with that shit. Fuck it. Hey, I still need that education because if I gotta teach someone's kid homework, I'll teach them kids how to do their homework. You see, I respect that. I respect that you give a flying fuck about other people. At least that it's kids. Uh, mostly because I'm worried about the next generation and the generations to come because we are on our way to idiocratic. I'm going to take the boomer stance on this one and say, fuck them, that's their problem. <laughs> God damn, that's what the boomers did to us. Now look at us. Yeah, and I no, well, don't gain anything from helping them. Shit, the boomers were right. I was the victim. That doesn't mean they were wrong. Yeah, they here's the thing, yet, though. We haven't gone. <laughs> we have our generation hasn't gone far enough in life to fuck up as much as the boomers have. So <laughs> I do like genuinely though. I hope that we're smart enough to do better than that. Listen, I'm just jealous of their mortgage rate. All right. I wish I could buy a house with one paycheck. Man, I'm saying. <laughs> if I could, like, I'd be out of the country already. Look, Man. I mean, be fair. One paycheck, one payday, one bank robbery. Like, I mean, let's talk later. So, <laughs> uh, We're going to talk later and we're going to talk about the abundance of inequality and how much it, it destroys us on a level that we cannot even digest. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. Uh, the current system's Complete fucking shit. But we were on dreams. True that. True that. And that, I feel like we've been away from that for like a couple minutes now, haven't we? Uh, Uh, back on the subject of dreams. Uh, I have had, um, dreams of the future, just like Josh. Uh, where I would walk up to my granny's room, back when she was still alive. And sit there and watch old Texas, old, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Walker, Texas, I love that show. Um, Chuck Norris is the shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, fucking straight up, like, Chuck Norris, if you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) We salute you. You're the man. Please never fucking come after me, ever. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure his chin even has a fist. At least that's what Family Guy told me. Look, I'm willing to... I'll at least try fighting anyone except Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Like, I'll give it an effort with literally anyone else. I know I'll lose with a lot of, like... Like, fucking Mike Tyson. Yeah, I'll fucking lose. End of story. But I'll fucking try. I won't fucking try Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee. Back when he was still alive, I would never try Kimball Slice. That nigga was literally going around and people would paint... Or getting paid to let Temple Slice hit him. Hit them. And that scenario alone. And watching the videos of how hard this nigga hit. It's just enough for me to be like, nah, bro. Like, you got some How much do they hands. pay, though? Like, I mean, just hypothetically. Yeah. Like, under the hypothetical situation I think that was I was a masochist like, right? and wanted to scale this. I think it was at least a grand. Uh, no, I'm I'm broke as fuck. So no, not that. Not gonna like if it was twenty bucks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it would do a lot for twenty dollars, ladies. <laughs> if I'm getting twenty dollars, then ladies. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to fuck a 
crazy fucking scientist motherfucker. Have you ever you ever been watching Word Girl and thought that guy with the rat brain? Yeah, him. Let's do that. <laughs> you ever wanted to fuck with a guy that kind of gives off Jesus vibes, but not really? But yes. <laughs> For clarification, in case anyone was confused over the voices of us individuals, so I think most of you could probably decipher this, um, Trent is the blackest one, I am the whitest one, and Josh is here too. Josh is next. <laughs> we love Josh. We love Josh, but if I'm enthusiastic about him being here, then it ruins the whole opening gag. Josh makes me constantly jealous because he has his nose ring in it and mine closed up. He makes me jealous because he's got them damn pythons. My fucking arms are nice. Anyway. I don't know why you think I'm like <laughs> built. <laughs> I'm not. Toned. You're toned. That you are toned. very toned. Yeah. Like, half of this is joking, but you are very toned, and you should recognize that. Like, I, in my own way, I am toned as well, but Ed is very toned himself. He just doesn't really, you know... Flex, and he's always wearing long sleeves, so we never see him. Yeah, fair. Uh, the one time I showed, there was a girl at work, um, I'm not going to give a name, uh, but the one that always hung out with Mikey. Uh, yeah, I'll give his name. I don't respect him. So, <laughs> um, her, you know the one I'm talking about. I was hanging out with her once. This was back when I was always wearing the denim jacket, which I mean to wear again because I really like my denim jacket. But uh, I had taken it off. This was the first time she ever saw me take it off. And she just responded with this shocked, oh my god, you have muscles? And I'm just like, I kind of, I guess. I never fucking show people. I have no reference for this. Well, she's used to tiny niggas that don't yeah, have muscles. Like Mikey, who I don't respect. Fuck you, Mikey. <laughs> I'm going to recommend he watches this show just so he can get that. Fuck you, Mikey. <laughs> anyway. God damn, I can see Mikey like, damn, well, fuck you. <laughs> I'll make this personal. Um, anyway, we were on the topic of dreams. We went over everything. Does anyone personally feel like, do you guys feel like you've learned more about each other or like how we process things or anything like that from this? Well, today I learned Josh is a diabetic, which means one third of us <laughs> is a diabetic. Which means Which, which means we're pretty much the Jonas Brothers. Uh, one th <laughs> oh my god today I learned that Josh is a diabetic which teaches me that he doesn't process things uh, <laughs> at least not sugar and carbs so does that mean that um, Ed is Kevin and I'm Joe I don't know I, I, I was going to try to decipher something from Josh's dreams but they're all from when he was 5 so the fuck am I going to do with well, that well the first Two and a half, yeah. The last one, like I said, there's not much to take from it. It's just like a premonition dream. I had it four years before it happened. Well, yes, I, I'm, but I can't decipher anything from that because it just did actually happen. What am I supposed to decipher from an actual event versus an act, versus a psychological phenomena? Like, well, I mean, with at that point, you'd have to be like, well, what's the brain capable of? but that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> that is a extremely different conversation we're talking Honestly, about. Honestly, in my opinion, when it comes to your uh, dream about seeing the future and all that, I blame Lydia. I feel like she's a goddess and she just, you know, used her magical powers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think that we all learned, I, I found out that Josh, that, not Josh, uh, Trent has abandonment issues. 
But I'm a hoe. So we learned that. Um, We learned that Josh is diabetic. And we learned that... uh, Let me take a moment to reflect on my own story here. We learned Um, that Ed is pretty much... (sighs) When he's in love, girls, you better stay with this nigga. Because he'll he'll travel through the seven deadly sins for you. I appreciate the hype talk. But I think the best thing to take from mine is I'm insecure. Uh, and <laughs> your nigga won't even fix your tire. Ed over here traveling through the fucking planes of hell. Like... <laughs> I okay. had I had to fix his tire. I had to use. I'm kidding, Josh. I had to use. You're a good man, for it. Thank you, thank you for helping me with that. And, Ed was like, hey man, I don't mean to like ruin your day or anything like that, but... I really didn't want to. He's like, I can't get this bitch off. And I was like... <laughs> he tapped into a re- no. I couldn't get the tire off. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. this was right before we did, like, this was shortly before the first podcast. You gotta step on it. You gotta step on it. Trust me. The only way you can get it is all your body. Your hands won't do enough. No, dude freaking, uh, just full on cranked it up, like... Josh Strong, he's seen his muscles. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I couldn't get it. And I've never had, like, I've never had a mechanical thing I couldn't get. This thing was rusted in so bad. He basically broke a weld. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. The funny thing is, the, the bolts for his tires look like they were welded on to, like, his cap. Like, it just looked like they were just welded on there. It, it, they've been on there. I'm pretty sure those were the initial tires. So this is a... 1996. So they have been on there... 26 years. Yeah. No, yeah, I was sitting there, and after I I was able to get all the bolts off, I, like, I'm sitting there just, like, taking a minute to breathe, and it's like, he's like, you good? And I'm like, like, I had to tap in the retard strength for that one. That was bad. Oh, God. I can just see Josh right now, like... (laughs) Because I was sitting there, I'm just like... I'm like, this bitch doesn't want to come off. I tried my hardest. I really did. You saw that that shit was just completely coated in a full can of WD-40. Like, Man, shout out to Josh for out here saving Ed. Fucking saving my life. Remember when you drove me to work, Trent, because my tire was flat? He helped me the day after that. Shout out to me because I fucking drove. Y'all saved my life. The the same, the same day that that happened, we may or may not have witnessed, uh, uh, you know, an insurance fraud. Yeah, like (laughs) we watched. That was the day that we watched that house burn down. We we might need to retell that story actually, (laughs) but we'll save that for another time. Because I think we're about rounded up on this one. Yeah. Like we are, we are, we are drearing away from dreams quickly. So a bit of miscellaneous rambling, but I think we're good. Does anyone have any outro information, any thoughts on dreams, the topic at hand, or own personal things regarding something we've discussed that you would like to say real quick? Uh, I would like to say for one. Thank you guys for joining me and discussing your dreams. I was really interested in hearing both of you guys' dreams. They were both very um, intense, if I can say. <laughs> well, I mean, how are you going to choose, like, because it's something we remember vividly. Of course it's going to be intense. No one remembers the bullshit dreams. I just told you a bullshit dream. Walker, Texas Ranger. All I did was sit on a bed. <laughs> yeah, I, whatever. I'm sure it was worse, like, in the moment. Like, eh. But, I, I don't know. Fucking... 
Anyway, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything else to say for the dreams, just except for, uh, you know, if you guys have dreams that you want us to interpret or something like that, like I said, uh, Nightcrawler's third shift, 3rdshift at gmail.com, let us know, because we want to look into that. Awesome. Josh, you're in charge of keeping track of the email. Also, I want to shill uh, another podcast that I'm on. Uh, I'm on, this isn't the only podcast that I do, surprisingly. Um, Josh is a hoe for podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I was going to add it in the uh, in the outro and just make that a standard audio file to I, at the end. Uh, it's, I mean, oh, go ahead. I also, I, I'd also rather just shill it too, just because it's coming. Fine. It's coming from me. But um, yeah, uh, I am in another podcast called Weebs in the Hood. Uh, just as it sounds, Weebs in the Hood. It's on uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. I believe we're on Audible. And I think we're on something else. We have a Facebook page under the same name. We have an Instagram, I believe. And I think that's it for now. But do check that out because the first episode's out. It's pretty funny. And the second episode, I actually, as we were recording this, is ready to be, like, uploaded. So by the time this comes out, the second episode will probably already be up. So check that out. I also want to do say thank you for everybody who has viewed, followed, suggests our video. Oh my god, the analytics. <coughs> they were... I'm sorry, I just hit the bomb. Smoke weed. <laughs> Not, um... Cap that in the middle of the third episode, or at the, the end of the third episode, sure. The, the views and stuff like that for this podcast were way better than any of us expected. Yeah, like, we've only, at the moment of recording, we have uploaded one episode so far, and it is the non-edited version, which we are going to rectify soon. But it has so far gotten 99 views, with only about 24 being in the area, even, in which we live, and the rest of them being mostly international. Yes, we are actually, we've gone international. I love saying that shit. <laughs> um, it's like renewing my passport. It's literally, like, Beautiful. Uh, the fact that we have so many fans in Spain and Indonesia, just everywhere. Uh, I see you guys in Europe. I see you guys all <laughs> over in Central America. I see you, Chicago. Like, <laughs> I the, really the highest concentration was like five in the same city in like, I don't even remember what the name was exactly. Where was we will it? learn it was in like how Portugal to pronounce your city. <laughs> yeah, it was in, like, Portugal or something. I was just like, someone showed their friends this or something. I don't know. It wasn't in Portugal, but we do appreciate you guys. And, of course, our cousins of Lorraine. I feel like Illyrio and Lorraine is brother and sisters. Yeah. I mean, sure, if you want to be familial about it. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like anyone outside of my house except for you guys. <laughs> Well, well I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> you should be. You really should be experiment. Anyway. Well, I have enough niggas in Lorraine to respect Lorraine, so we appreciate you guys. We're hoping we to get more views, and thank you for sharing. Really, thank you for just listening. Uh, anybody else has any last words? You got anything, Ed? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys, be safe, be smart, take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you next time on Nightcrawlers. Catch you later, you sexy, sexy people. Later, guys. Hello, everybody. Ed speaking. 
If you would like to hear more from us, then check out Weebs in the Hood. It's a podcast that Josh does with some friends of his. If you like anime, uh, how it affects culture, pop culture in general, then you'll probably enjoy listening to what these guys have to say. Uh, if you want to find more of me, then I'm currently working on a few different projects and in touch with a few people about a few different things. You can find me on whatever radio on YouTube. Currently, all that's really up on there is a teaser for one of my projects, Meta Digital, which is a audio fiction in a world where someone discovers that they live in a simulation and that witchcraft is hacking into that, basically cheat codes. Uh, other than that, all music and sound effects has gotten through open source. We would like to do better than that in the future, but this is currently an independent project between three friends that are all just kind of fucked up in the head. If you want to hear more of that, though, then please tune in next time. Uh, we're trying to upload bi-weekly, and we'll see where this goes from there. Thank you very much for listening, and show your support in whatever way you feel is appropriate. Bye.